podcast brought to you in part by audible.com get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com wds to choose from over eighty-five thousand titles for your ipod or mp3 player Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hugh. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandi Aris from The Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear what you may say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who has a stereotypical girl attitude, your host... Robert Bob Duvet, joining you from high on a in San Francisco, California, at Duvet North. Yes, this is the show of shows, your weekly journey into the insight of uh, two fevered brains. Yeah, the show that ABC Family recommends to people and Twitter follows tells freshman high school girls to listen to. Thank God for that. Wait, hold on, Jason. I'm just finishing up this bowl of rice aroni. Oh, because uh, you're in San Francisco. Yes, not a sponsor, but I'm 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 eating as much rice aroni as I can in the hopes that they will take on this show. Are you riding a cable car while you do that? Ding 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 goes the trolley. <laughs> Are you gay? <laughs> I for one hour a week I pledge to our listening audience to be gayer than gay can be. All right, fantastic. I just wanted to make sure I hit all the stereotypes. Um, yes, I think you did. Oh, by the way, Jason, we should also send a lay shout out to all of our French listeners, as this is Bastille Day. Au revoir. Oh, oh yeah, oui, it is Bastille Day. Bien, bien sûr, le, le jour de Bastille. Yeah, I didn't get much of that, but sure. I don't know where I'm going with that. But happy Bastille Day, uh, uh, Frenchies. Uh, how are you, Rob? we have any guests today on the show? We I thought you told me we, you have a guest. We do. You get guests too, you know. I do. We do. I do. I did. We do. We have a guest today on the show to help us out uh, talk about our show. Um, I almost called it Dating in the Dark because I'm forgetting what the show's title is. Love in the Wild. It's that forgettable. It's it's really that forgettable. We need all the help we can get, so I'm glad that you got us a guest. I did. We got a female voice to help us out on this because we figure we you and I have been talking about dating shows a lot, and uh, we're we're constantly going yeah, a lot from, of good it does us. Yeah, the 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 guy here. I am happily married. Yeah, exactly. So Julie Mann will be joining us later, and we're looking forward to that in that segment of the. I show. think hot comedians are just plain hot. Yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll discuss that with with our guest Julie later. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to shoot our wad. <laughs> freshmen, we don't want the fresh our freshman listeners out there to think that you and I shoot our wads early. 
Not at all. All right, so she's not up against the green wall. She's not in studio. But uh, if you have any questions for her, you can send us an email at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Or you can follow us on Facebook. She's now following us on Facebook, Rob, so that's that's a plus. I know. You can Numbers are climbing. Yeah, numbers are climbing. Climbing. Uh, do a little search in your search engine there, What Do They Said, and like us. Uh, or you can follow us on Twitter. Twitter is really... How hard can that be, people? How hard can that possibly be? Apparently it's... You can like Milk. You can like the Today Show. You can't <laughs> like this show that brings you free entertainment every week. Uh, I don't know. I think the people who actually listen to this show like us already. And then the people who are casual listeners of the show just can't be bothered. <laughs> nice. Hey, I have no problem with that. Yeah, exactly. Or you can That's part of being Twitter casual. At Bob Duvet. Or give us a phone call at... 415-937-0445. 415-937-0445. That number is casual, so feel free to call in. Well, other than that, what else is going on with you? I understand there's been some, um, I don't know, some controversy with you as far as uh, party Ugh. attending uh, etiquette goes. Yeah, man. You know, I'm realizing that I, I may be part of the problem. <laughs> elucidate you know you're either part of the solution you're part of the problem i am realizing that if i'm keeping a tally i i probably fall into the part of the problem ledger more often than i do the part of the solution all right well let me be the judge of that tell me tell me tell me the tale okay i i will friend of the show listener daryl uh recently well a couple months ago now uh his one-year-old was having a birthday party Oh, I know Listen, Daryl. I find it hard to believe that his child is already one years old. And right? Amazing. So I, in, in full um, earnest, believed, I earnestly believed that I was going to attend the birthday party. It was at a park down in San Mateo. So I RSVP'd, yes, I will be there. RSVP'd how? Did, did he send out little notices it was in the mail? Evite. Or? It was an Evite situation. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. So, I RSVP'd yes that I'd be there. Now, the night before the party, party was on a Saturday. That Friday, good friends of ours offered us the uh, opportunity to go up with them to Sonoma, where they were going up and uh, spend the night at some mutual friends and do wine tasting and have a barbecue and just basically have a vacation, get away from the city. And I was like, wow, I really want to do that. That I really, really want to do. I, I, we need that. My wife and I rarely get away. Um, we love wine country. It was a ride. We don't have a car, so it was a ride up there, a ride back. Everything was working. We could bring our dog. We, everything was looking very good for us. So I said, yeah, let's do this. I'm going to call listener Daryl and, and just tell him that this opportunity came up and I apologize. I'm not going to be able to make the party. I'm going up to Sonoma and we're taking a much-needed weekend getaway. Which I did. I left that message. Yeah, you left the message. You didn't actually speak to him. You called and left him a message. No, but I, I got his uh, voicemail and I left the message and I said, give me a call back. I'm so sorry at the last minute, you know, but yeah. So I, I, I elected to tell the truth. Okay. So I, I haven't heard from listener Daryl since then. So it's been a couple of months. And uh, he's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Recently, Clarence Clemens uh, passed away. So I felt 
um, you know, like, look, I, I, I got to send him a message, at least letting him know that, hey, I'm sorry. Sorry about your loss because it's a big deal. If you're a big fan of, of you know, a, a band and then one of the guys dies, it's a, it's a big deal. So I sent them the message and I still hadn't heard back. Well, I get a phone call from him today and sure enough, he was upset that I didn't go to the party. Okay. But he wasn't upset he wasn't upset that I didn't go to the party in as much as he figured that the you know the one year old birthday party was like not the high my 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 dream weekend experience. He was upset that I didn't give a a better excuse for not going as in I should have made an elaborate lie that was a lot more um you know dramatic than we were taking the opportunity to go and have a weekend getaway i should have said that my wife had pink eye for instance i think that was his suggestion and that i di- I, I insulted the integrity of the rsvp by not going back into evite and changing my rsvp to no will not be attending ah i see so you you just called and you didn't update the evite yes okay okay so how are you what is your realization that you might be part of the problem then <laughs> well i don't know i my head is spinning because <laughs> i was fully prepared to concede to the fact that yes you know i i it was a last minute you know change in plans uh-huh. and that you know I, i'm responsible for that but i wasn't prepared to be responsible for not lying enough i thought telling the truth was the right way to go in this situation in fact he had already <laughs> factored in the fact that I wasn't going to go even though I had RSVP'd yes. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I would believe that. Okay. All right. I mean, the, the old me would have just not gone. Yeah, it sounds to me that the new you should, should the only adjustment you need to make is to not, not to blow off good friends that you've had for many years uh, who, are, who have elaborately planned and reached out to invite you to a party with their their newborn one-year-old child <laughs> that you tell them the night before that is, is no longer important or essential to you because you're choosing to go out of town. But um, to just say, uh, to actually lie, <laughs> to still do what you want yeah. to do and lie about it. Well, okay, but this begs another question then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So what about how come I you know how come I don't get any time served credit for the amount of gifts, parties, acknowledgments that none of my friends that I've known for long periods of time have had to deal with with me because I've chosen not to have kids. Oh, I see. So right. So because listener Daryl doesn't need to come out and to a party for your kid for the past fifteen years, then Yes. That that is uh wait, explain this to me again. <laughs> Time served. Look, man, I don't have to nobody has to pony up for a bar mitzvah gift for me. Oh, uh-huh. Nobody has to. Nobody has to go to any birthday parties for my kids. I see. So it cancels each to... other out. So because because listener Daryl hasn't had to come to a party at your place, he was had the opportunity to go on vacation and and have time to himself and party so therefore since he got to spend that time out you should be able to spend that time out uh because exactly i see (laughs) 
Yes. I can, okay. why, is that, why is that not a valid, um, you know, quid pro quo? Yeah, I, I, I see your point. You make an excellent point, and um, you make an excellent point. And I, I, as I, always, uh, I believe the fact that uh, listener Daryl called and spoke with you today and all is well again shows, uh, just again, shows what, what sort of strength of friendship we've, we, we all have. He is a bigger man. Let me tell you that one. Uh, in, if, there, if we're comparing who's a bigger man, he's a bigger man. I, I, will, I will gladly concede that. Okay. Well, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, is there any news? There's always news. Ba, ba, Rihanna. Did you say Rihanna? Ba, ba. Ooh, Rihanna. She's hot. My brother... My brother, who I saw recently, is a customs agent, and I, you know, he's up in Vancouver, so he, he gets you know anybody crossing the Canadian border. I said, so you get anybody interesting lately? Because he's always there's always somebody coming through, you know. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, Rihanna came through. I'm like, ooh, is she hot? He's like, yeah, she's cute. She's she's little and she smells like weed. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Did he yeah. want to? Uh, did, did he want to beat her up? <laughs> no, dude. Come on. You know what is telling, though? I was watching the Today Show yesterday. So it was the, probably the yesterday show, if you yeah. want to be accurate. Yeah. And know who they had on a plaza performing? It was like yeah. they're big. They're hyping it. And there was a bunch of fans with signs screaming. They filled the plaza. I, I have no guess. Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, okay. Didn't he you know what some... I mean? It's like, what's the fucking point? Why have all this backlash and all this anger and all this like shock? And then, you know, what's it been? Two years since he beat the crap out of Rhiannon. Now he gets to go. It's as if, you know, it, none of that ever happened. He's back performing on a major network. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to take any of this stuff seriously. Well, it's only been about two or three months since he was last on a, a talk show like that where they brought up the Rihanna beating and he and got he lost all his pissed. shit. Yeah, he threw yeah. A, 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 a chair through a window that landed on the street. Yeah. I mean, it's no wonder kids are confused. <laughs> exactly. Where are the people who grew up with such responsibilities as knowing how to properly treat an Evite? There's just no proper etiquette anymore. I'm confused because of the Chris Brown Rhiannon reaction and the media's handling of it. I didn't know whether to RSVP or not RSVP. Uh, I blame society. Nice. Let's get into some news. Okay. <laughs> da, da. I love that to you, man. It always yeah. fucking takes your, steals your thunder. That's fine. All right. All right. Here we go. Florida. <laughs> We're not playing that game. Yeah. All right, this one I just liked because uh, I am uh, I'm partial to atheism. Okay. And uh, this one's great. It says Austrian driver allowed to wear headgear um, in his photo. And apparently, what he was drawing attention to or protesting was the fact that you can. There's a provision, I guess, in the driver's license. For Austrians, that you're allowed to wear religious headgear. So if you are Muslim and you wear the uh, what's the headdress called? 
Uh, I don't know. I know that Sikhs wear um, uh, something. I don't yeah, know that okay, Muslims... So. Well, Muslims wear like a little hat that's similar to a, a yarmulke, but is not, right? Yeah. You know, okay, so, yeah, if you were a devout Jew, you could probably wear your yarmulke in a photo for your driver's license. Okay. If you were... Um, Muslim and you wanted to wear the, the headscarf, you could wear that. A Sikh, similar. Right. Um, yeah. A hipster. You, if you're a hipster, you can wear one of those douchey hats. This guy was fighting for his right to wear a, a metal strainer on the top of his head. And what is his religion that he wears a metal strainer? Isn't that he's, a colander? He, yes, a colander. Although he's, a, uh, it says he's listed as an Austrian atheist, he has won the right to wear his his religious headgear in quotations, he's a pastafarian. A pastafarian, and what is that? Yes, and, <laughs> and he's a self-confessed atheist. Mr. Alm says he belongs to the Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster, uh-huh. and uh, they wear apparently a part of their uh, their dogma is to wear colanders on their heads. Um, I can both respect that and uh, poo-poo that simultaneously. I respect the fact Ooh. that he has the right to do it, absolutely, and I I respect his his atheism in that he is is pointing out the ludicrousness of the idea of wearing a hat as as if mm-hmm. that means anything as far as the, <clears throat> the the big scheme of things like god cares one way or the other whether you're wearing a hat or not kind of thing um i i kind of don't like his arrogance <laughs> i think that's kind of putting it <laughs> you in don't the like wrong the arrogance way. yeah the arrogance kind of rubs me <laughs> the wrong way well that, I, I i just appreciate anybody that's calling attention to the kind of randomness of uh, of things we hold near and dear. Yeah, I'm gonna say this, if I can phrase this correctly. the The problem I have with atheism, and this is this is, this is interesting. Follow okay. follow me on this. Ooh, do we need to go anywhere for this, or is this just a <laughs> a uh, a rogue act of insight? This is just part of the news. This isn't a rogue act of insight. But um, okay, the the idea that science holds I, I and this is this is taking a leap you know you you have to have faith in something you either have faith in god or religion or you have faith that science is what's happening you can't just sort of walk around as an anarchist believing that nothing exists because otherwise you couldn't step out your front door because how do you know that there's going to be uh, a, a floor there for you to step on you know Th- that guy the, okay. the pasta monster guy has to believe in something otherwise he couldn't drive a cab it, it would be virtually impossible. He has to be- have faith that the world moves, the car stays on the ground. Something is his belief system, right? Whether it's God doing it or science is keeping it on the ground, something is having it happen. And if he's an atheist, which means he's poo-pooing the idea of religion and God and wearing a hat and that there's a big man in the sky or whatever it is that he's decided is that is the foolishness that he's targeting, he's he's taking it to an extreme and and postulating that his foolishness is just as serious as someone else's foolishness. Um, But the, the, the belief in science that, uh, you know, the infinite, the, the, the universe is infinite, you know, you can go out as far as possible. And I don't just mean infinite that you get in a, in a spaceship and you can go drive forever. 
and keep going in the universe. I mean, that's sort of the idea. But the idea of an infinite loop or that you can get smaller and smaller and smaller into infinity, you can split an atom that can then split that and split that, and you can do that in infinite amount of times. There is okay. an infinity, right? Like, you, you can't, you just can't grasp the idea of an infinity. And infinity just doesn't mean distance or size. Infinity means infinite possibility because it's infinite. If you can do something an infinite amount of times, that means there's an infinite amount of ways for things to be done, right? There's, right. Okay, so if there's an infinite amount of possibilities, that means there is a possibility that there is a pasta monster. Who True. Right? There's a possibility there's a god. There's a possibility that there's a god. Not only is there a possibility that there's a god, there is a possibility that Earth has only existed for 3,000 years and there's a guy sitting in a big throne behind pearly gates on clouds protected by St. Peter. Because that is a possibility. And with infinite possibilities, that can actually happen. And science is the thing that proves that because science says the universe is infinite. Correct. Okay. Are we all on the same yes. page here? <laughs> Science proves God. Freshman. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the okay. Let, let's rein that back in there. But the the guy who's driving around with the colander on his head is that the part that's the Shocker! or not the Shocker! or what, what what do you find about this? Uh, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> uh, I would say. Um, I, I, it is a bit of a to me that they allowed him to, you know, prove his point. But then, we're, yeah, I don't know what uh, you know what the politics are in Austria. Oh yeah, interesting that Pastafarian is a pun in both English and in Austrian. Anyway, all right, all right, you're gonna love this news story, Jason, because it seems to happen every year. And okay. I know you're a baseball fan, right? I am. I'm, uh, you know, I, I wear my Giants cap. That's my religion. So did you notice that uh, last week a, a guy at a Texas Rangers game was going for a foul ball and fell over the railing, plunged to his death like some 20 feet to, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the thing below reaching oh, for a foul he, ball? He died? I didn't know he died. Yeah, the guy died. Yeah. Oh, I just saw it. I, I had the news on and the volume was off and they were showing that video of him reaching over and, and falling. Uh, and I didn't realize he died. I didn't realize I was watching the video of a man falling to his death. I didn't realize Faces of Death was now the evening news. Yes, yes. No, he actually died. Um, and the funny thing is, so not more than a week later, they're doing uh, the, the home run derby thing at um, for the All-Star game. Yeah. And a, the same freaking thing happens. A guy, home run balls hit. He jumps up on this 18-inch little like railing, uh, like counter that they have. You know, place beers and food and whatnot. Yeah. And leans over to catch the ball, loses his footing, falls over. Only this time, his friends and fans around him were able to catch him. He literally falls over the railing, but they were able to catch him by his feet and pull him back to safety. Oh, my goodness. It begs the question of what the hell are you trying to do this for? Like, what is to catch a freaking baseball? You're willing to risk life and limb? I'm willing to bet that both of those people had more than one beer at the ballpark. 
<laughs> well, this could be another situation where the actions of a few affect the actions of many, where all of a sudden, you know, you are no longer to consume beer at the baseball game, which will never happen because they cost like $10 a piece and that's got to be a huge revenue source. But what is wrong with people? These are adults, man. Well, yeah, I, 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 when a foul ball is coming at me at a baseball game, unless it's coming directly at me, uh, I don't do anything to go to it because basically at that point I'm I'm more concerned for my safety of being yeah. hit by a baseball than I am with catching a baseball. Or a bunch of assholes trying to catch the baseball trampling you in order to get this baseball. Yeah. Like this foul ball by like Guy Schneider, some some person you've never even heard of. Yeah. Becomes yeah. like the freaking the, the Tolkien ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the ring of power. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought I saw also on a highlight reel of recently that there was a guy reaching for a foul ball and the player actually reached up and caught the foul ball in between all the clamoring fans and was able to throw out somebody uh, who was still in play. And I thought that was a much better news story. So why don't you tell me that? Oh, absolutely. Story? That's cool. I mean, I, I I didn't see that one. But yeah, I'm just – it just blows my mind the lengths people will go to for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, people are huge baseball it's like, fans. And then you have the, to kind of the juxtapose it. You have the guy who caught Derek Jeter's 3,000th hit, which happened to be a home run. Yeah. And they're saying that this ball could have been worth an excess of $100,000. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know – and it, that guy catches the ball and meets with you know Yankee representatives and decides that he's going to give it back to Derek Jeter because it was his accomplishment and that ball meant something to him and thought he should have it. And now that is a story that should be celebrated. That is that shows you know that puts a little perspective on where the value of the ball lies. I think Derek Jeter's baseball is going to be worth some money. I think it shows a lot of class on the guy who caught his part that he gave it to the guy who earned it and worked hard over his career to achieve this milestone. Yeah. The guy that catches Cecil Fielder's home run at the home run derby of 2011 and nearly kills himself in order to get it, I don't know that that ball's worth shit. It's not. It's just a baseball. I could go to the the market and get a baseball that's the exact same as that baseball. Exactly. So yeah. there you go. Is the fact that somebody tries to kill themselves to catch a worthless thing a shocker or not shocker for you? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that is not a shocker! Because I, I just know far too many people who put that uh, value on things that uh, that don't have value to others. But isn't that really what everything is? Isn't that the difference between wampum and a dollar bill? Yeah, I mean, some people think the Shroud of Turin is worth something. Yeah. I mean, it could very well be. That's maybe <laughs> overstepping the example boundaries. <laughs> I think that might have some sort of value because there's, <laughs> it's, it, it hasn't been mass produced. You can't. I can't go to the market and buy a shroud. <laughs> <laughs> do they even sell shrouds anymore? Where does one get a good shroud? Yeah, I don't know. What do they say at gmail.com? Emails me so much. Oh, God. All right, let's, let's do a couple more news stories and then we'll, oh, th how can I not do this one? All right. All right, you've heard about this one. Now, maybe this one doesn't even have any punch anymore because it's, it's, it's a redo story. But did you hear about the woman charged with cutting off her husband's penis using a 10-inch knife? I did hear that, and I heard what she did with it after she cut it off. Oh, 
Talk about insult to injury. You know what? That's a, the, the compelling part of the story is what happens when these women hack off their husbands' penises. They're, the creative ways they think of disposing of them. Literally, she disposed of this one into the garbage. Yeah, right? All puns intended. I mean, remember Lorena Bobbitt did the same thing and then she like drove somewhere and just tossed it in a field? Yeah. But... It's so funny because, uh, you know, I, I'm reading this story and it wasn't shocking because there's precedent for this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still shocking. It's the thought of somebody slicing off my penis with a kitchen knife is not something that I want to think about. Yeah, so, but we don't know still what the motive was. Um, I'm reading in today's news, there was like a bit of a, like, they had. They had a house guest over, <laughs> and she was upset about that. Oh, that's going to make me think twice about letting people stay at my house. Yeah, exactly. When Mr. Barrasco comes over and snores, you might want to wear a protective <laughs> yeah, like, piece. This may not be a very good idea, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. What, 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 what do you, what do you feel about this? Do you feel like? I love that the charge is aggravated mayhem. That that seems like the understatement of the year. <laughs> mayhem. Well, I believe what if I understand the story correctly, she 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 fed him dinner. She cooked and fed him dinner, which then which somehow poisoned him with some sort of knockout pills. And while he was sleeping, yeah, yeah. she took she a kitchen knife and 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 I don't know what, what kind of kitchen knife you have. But any kitchen knives that I have would take a considerable amount of effort and time to slice through a penis. I don't know. We, we have a nice set of hankles here. I would imagine they would get it would get the job done. I know. Well, God, yeah, that must have been just a terrifying experience. Well, he was knocked out, though. But sh the fact that she was able to do it and then he what I mean, wouldn't there be a considerable amount of blood loss? While he's lying in bed there, what did she do? Did she tourniquet it? Did she staunch it? Did she put an ice pack on it? What? How do you stop? How does that stop? That's a good point. Well, that's a good point. Well, personally, see, here's here's where, where my mind goes. Okay, I I, I wake my because he he woke up at, to find himself tied to the bed. Right? Yeah, is what happened. And so he wakes up kind of groggy, and then he finds himself tied to the bed with you know his wife. I'm assuming straddled over him. Uh -huh. Now, absent of seeing the knife, I might get a little aroused at that scenario. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, here you are tied to the bed. You're thinking, oh, well, okay. You know, this this might be interesting. But then, imagine the sheer terror when you realize that that is not the intent of tying you to the bed. Oh, you mean he woke up? He was awake when this was happening. He was awake. Yeah, he he oh. woke up to. He, yeah, to find himself tied to the bed, and then yes, yeah. Oh, I can't even think about that. And then she took his his dismembered member and put it in the garbage disposal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine getting that plumbing call? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't imagine that. Well, I, I also believe... are we losing our freshman listeners? <laughs> yeah, I think she called nine one one and said that he deserved it. I believe that's what she said. Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, deserve is a is is, is an interesting word choice. All right. Uh, okay. There's got to be more to this story, though. There has to be more to this story. We're going to monitor this story. Well, I, I'm sure there will be a lifetime movie about it. So let me know when it comes on, and yeah. I'll, I'll learn all the facts.
I would advise, if I'm Chelsea Hobbs' agent, I would advise her not to go after this role. All right, was there anything else in the news? Um, uh, let's see if I missed anything. Oh, wait, one more, one more. Okay, okay, okay. So, so you're familiar with my, MySpace, right? Oh, yeah, MySpace, yes. So, it's so funny. I, I just find this funny. So, the, the headline was, MySpace shall rise again this weekend as hipster party in Brooklyn. So, what's going on now in, in hipster Brooklyn is that they are... Um, trying to make MySpace like the retro cool thing. Good luck with that. And uh, they're yeah, they're having a party, celebrating MySpace. Send us your wackiest MySpace uh, pictures and customized you know layouts that you had. Because now all things uh, MySpace are becoming retro cool again. That is so not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. Just why won't the hipster back in the day? Didn't hipster mean that they were kind of at the forefront of thinking instead of like back backward thinking sort of phenomena? Well, the phenomena with the hipster, as I as I believe we've mentioned before, is to take something that was kind of cool and then, or take something that wasn't cool at all and try to think that. By your adopting it, your coolness will then rub off on the uncoolness of it and therefore make it cool. It's really about yourself, which I guess is what hipsters have always been. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't understand where – it just seems like everything is, looks back and nothing looks forward. And I was sold a bill of goods when I was you know, watching the Jetsons that at this point – in history, we would be like looking forward, but everything, our political landscape, you know, we have politicians looking, questioning, you know, whether or not the, you know, the earth is round or flat or, you know, evolution and things like that. Everybody's looking backward. You know, is, are we afraid of the future? Is that what's happened? Yeah, because the future, because there's no money for the future and there's, uh, there's no money for the future. That's what the problem that is. That pesky debt ceiling. I mean, Lady Gaga is a great example, right? She is like a the preeminent, you know, pop star right now on the planet. And her whole shtick is basically redoing all of Madonna's career. Yeah. 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 I don't know about that, so though, because I feel like there's always been a that happening in entertainment. There's always borrowing and safety in entertainment. So I think you could, for, to to a certain degree, you could say that Madonna was remaking somebody else's career from the person who came Probably. before. Madonna okay. might I'll, very I'll, well be I'll David you Bowie, that. you know. Uh, and like I was walking past the uh, the uh, Pantages Theater and every show there was like Shrek the Musical and uh, like I can't even remember them, but every single one of them was something that had been done before that isn't new and isn't exciting. But if you think back on it, every movie that was made in the, uh, you know, the golden age of Hollywood was based on some book or something. There's very few things that people have created from whole cloth as far as entertainment goes. But as far as the political and scientific landscape goes, I I hear what you're saying, that people aren't looking forward and there are not jetpacks or cars that become suitcases or we're not flying around. You know, look at Back to the Future 2 when he comes back from 2015 
with his flying car uh with uh-huh. the you know and that was in 1985 that you think of the difference between 30 years between 1955 and 1985 and the progress and things that have changed and really if you think about the progress between 1985 and now with computers and handheld phones but really everything that's been progress and technology has to do with leisure and laziness there isn't anything that has to do with uh progress yeah i, I would agree it, it, the, we've canceled our space program I know. I know. I know. You know, that's the funny thing. It's like, you know, what what could be more forward thinking and 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 emblematic of a society that's looking to the future than a space program? Yeah. And we just up and up and quit. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well, you, you go. know, well, that's the news. I, that's the news. And I, what I think they should do is they should. um since it's going to take a long time to fly back from the space station to Russia and then return home, is they should uh, get themselves an audiobook from audible.com. Uh, you can visit www.audibletrial.com slash WDS and sign up for a Audible free trial. You get 14 days free. You can download and listen to one of, uh, I don't know, a couple couple hundred thousand or a couple tens of thousand books, audio titles. I don't have anything in front of me to talk about audible.com this week. But I do know that um, you can listen to. What are you listening to, Rob? I am listening to the Oxford Dictionary. Interesting. You can listen to yeah. it, too, uh, by visiting <laughs> audibletrial.com slash WDS. All right. Thanks. That was quick uh, because I know we have a guest on the line. And great. So I think we can wait no longer. We have to actually do what we've assigned ourselves to do and talk about the show that you decided uh, we should watch, which uh, is... <laughs> Why is it I rue my every decision these days? <laughs> Love in the wild on NBC. And we've uh, we've brought in a ringer this week, as we mentioned at the top of the show, since Rob and I are, are far too masculine to uh, figure this whole way out. We've brought in a little more testosterone. Uh, yes. I, I, I mentioned earlier she is actress, writer, uh, uh, comedian, and star of the web series called Self Storage, which starts its second season coming up soon enough. We'll hear about it. Please welcome... Julie Mann. Julie. Hi, what an intro. Thank you. Yeah, there. See, do you I'm, feel I think special? I'm I think I'm rouging. <laughs> <laughs> I I do. I feel a little, a little shy now. Thanks so much. That was really nice, you guys. All right. Well, uh, when does self storage start again? Where can people see it, by the way? Um, I'm thinking uh, we're we're trying to work out a hard release date. Um which is probably going to be the 25th, but the trailer should be hitting your computers real soon. Okay, and I just turn on my computer and it shows up, or how does that work? Okay, N- no, no, you're going to need to do a little bit more. You can either become our, a fan of ours on our Facebook page, which will lead you to the links, and we're self-storage. Good I guess the that. TV show. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Or um, we're going to be premiering on uh, Blip. TV, blip.tv, and you'll probably be able to find us on Coldcast, um, and then the YouTube, and the Funnier Die. So if you look up self-storage web series, you should be led to one of those links. Right, and people can watch the first series, which uh, was the last first year, season. I think. Yeah, yeah, first season. yeah, last year's. Well, much like so. people have been watching the first season of Love in the Wild, which has had three exciting episodes. And, Julie, I know I just brought you on board uh, with this episode last night. So did you feel left behind? Um, unfortunately, no. 
<laughs> no, I felt stuck in the wild with these people. I can't believe you guys made me watch this show. I, I want to apologize right now. I want to extend a laurel leaf. We barely know each other, and yet I forced you to watch this hideous, hideous replacement television show. There is nothing redeeming about the show. I was really looking forward to it being a guilty pleasure, something I had to watch. I wrote on a show once, a clip show, and I had to watch these these terrible, terrible shows like Secret Life of the American Teenager. And I was like, I kind of love it because it's so horrible and so hilarious. And this show is just horrible. Yeah. I know that's uh, that's my my takeaway from the show as well. Jace? Uh, well, uh, Julie Mann can be seen in self-storage. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are there are a couple of points of contention. First of all, there's nobody, there there's no character that I find redeeming. There's no one that I'm like, oh, that's kind of a nice person. I can imagine, you know, having a beer and talking about stuff with this person. There's nobody on that show that I like, and I was really looking for the one golden ticket, you know, like somebody that's like, oh, clearly they're a good person. There could be something that perhaps – see, my big issue with all these people is they're not interesting. Usually there's some – like there's a big casting snafu here because they didn't cast anybody that's compelling to watch. Well, also did you notice that the Chirons were really inconsistent? Some of them said like – I don't know, one of them is like Steel Thunder or something, one of them, and then it'll say what he does for a living, and the other one's like, you know, Lacey Panty, and it's just her name, do you know? Like, so yeah. some of the Chirons have what they do for a living, and then some of them are just their names and suspiciously nothing else. Like, are they an actor? Or are they just unemployed? I think they're all trying to be actors and models, I believe. Because what happened last week is we we decided that we found Kim to be the most interesting, or rather Rob decided Kim was the most interesting for reasons. Really? That, that was I, purely perverted reasoning, though. Because <laughs> right. you have a, a fetish? <laughs> exactly. It was a, for women a specialized <laughs> fetish I was indulging in. <laughs> Uh, so I looked her up on Twitter, and she has sort of a glamour lingerie shot. So I think Kim's actually, um, you know, not a personal trainer. Uh, what? <laughs> what? I'm glad I was sitting down. <laughs> yeah, easy. Well, <laughs> for those of you who didn't watch the show, and I'm sure all of you will be tuning in now based on what we say, the conceit of it is that they drop these 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 unattached couples into the wild and they're supposed to find love. That's the other thing that I don't understand about this show. And I, I brought this up last week is they don't get married at the end. They don't get a, a date at the end. They're just sort of like, what do they get if they win? Chlamydia from <laughs> having sex with one another all the time. I mean, it's not even like swing town, which was a great, I mean, that was scripted, but that was a really fun show about swingers. I mean, it's not even sexy. You didn't think it was sexy or you wouldn't think it was sexy on the third day knowing someone in a game show for him to get naked in the bathroom and then get in the shower with you before you get out? You don't think that's sexy? There was no real buildup to it. Right. That's the thing. There's no foreplay. <laughs> they spent a lot of time showing that girl putting her extensions in. That's not sexy. No. no I agree. I agree. I don't want to know that... about the, how the, the whole facade of beauty is created. I want to know nothing about that. Yeah, yes, yes. 
Okay. Well, so the, I think I will uh, I will latch on to something Julie said about none of them having redeeming values. I didn't when Skip and Teresa showed up at the top of this episode, Rob, and they were interviewing them and talking about how they had a connection. I have no memory of Skip and Teresa whatsoever from prior episodes and we've watched the last two episodes. And to that extent, I didn't remember people at the end of the program that I had watched throughout the show. In fact, I had forgotten who people were during the adventure they were having on Snake Island. I couldn't piece together who who Steele and Kim and I think Erica uh, are the only people that I could sort of follow. And Jason, who had the beautiful, who, who couldn't be more gay. Uh, oh, oops. Could I say that out loud? Oh, is he the bartender? He's the guy who was curled up in the, in the two chairs with the oh blankets over. Oh, my God. Over. Yes. Oh, my God. That poor man. That poor man. But he wasn't I, I have a different take. Yeah. How's that? On, I have a different take on, on on that Jason. I don't know that he's gay. I just think he has no game. And he's the guy that you see at the gym who's like all muscles and like on paper he looks like he's just this physically, you know, impressive specimen. But like he's the most uncoordinated person you'd ever meet in your entire life. Well, I just thought so I that think he's his... socially uncoordinated as well as physically uncoordinated. Yeah, well, his game is to curl up in a ball and put uh, blankets above his head and say, "You just know that I think you're badass, right?" Like that. I like you. <laughs> well, that actually speaks to maybe a larger. If we can glean anything from this show to make it socially redeeming, maybe it is as we witnessed from the the breakdown. Between the the, the the couple that – I can't even remember their names. The ones that are supposed to be in love because they've been with each other for three weeks now. Three days. Three days. Three days. Sorry. Three days. Um, that uh, the minute things stop being fun, that is tantamount to a crisis in the relationship that is maybe not able to be overcome. And in life – I've been in a relationship now for 12 years. No, if every day is fun, you know, we're not in this relationship, right? Because it's just life is not a, a, a string of fun days strung together. Well, I, I, so this doesn't really bode well for any of these people in finding true love because the minute that it ceases being fun, that means that there's like it's over, then it's over. Yeah, well, that's me. Is this the mentality we want to teach our children? <laughs> I know. Exactly. Well, they can't even properly respond to an Evite. But the it's Mike and Samantha that you're talking about. And I think at one point he said that an adventure is like three weeks of dating. You know, they're, they're not married. They haven't been in a long relationship. They're looking for love. Like the guy, uh, Derek, in the hot tub there was saying... Well, I don't know if this leads to when I want to be with a girl, if I'm long with her for longer than three months, I'm thinking about marriage. And then she didn't want to. That was purely a ploy to get in her pants, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought that was pretty. I felt like he didn't even need to go there, though, because obviously, I mean, she was a sure thing. Yeah. I mean, he was already... I, just, like, I was like, why did you even need to gild the lily? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What I think, again, what I want this show to do and I, what I believe is really the most interesting thing that isn't happening, and I can just see the focus group and the people at End Mall getting together in their room and running the scenarios through this and trying to figure out what would really make this interesting, is the game aspect. And at the end, when Steele chose to go with Erica, which I don't get mm. Erica at all. Can someone explain to me why Erica is such a great catch at some And Erica's the one with the uh, fake hair pieces, right? No, that's, no, that's Teresa. Teresa. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Erica's from Nashville. She has been on several dates. Um, she, yeah, she doesn't appear to really uh, get her hooks in anybody. But Steele decided to, to leave Kim and go with Erica. And I believe at that point in the sort of schoolyard pick that happens at the end, it's really just a matter of survival and staying on the TV show more than it is about love and hooking up. Because if Steele didn't agree to go with Erica at that point, he could have said, no, I'm going to stick with Kim. And then Kim could have picked, uh, what's his name, with the uh, Amish beard. And mm. then he would have been left out and he wouldn't have continued on the show at all. So I don't think it had anything to do with him liking Erica over Kim because obviously they both have the exact same hat and he likes the way they look in a hat. Um. Uh-huh. Right. And he thinks they're both fun. So yes. I think he was kind of torn. Well, they are both fun. They're, both, they're both fun. Cute. And that, as we know, is the best compliment you can give one of these women on the show. Well, no, the best compliment is that she has a great potty and a really pretty face, which is a lot of things I like about women. Oh, who said that? Uh, Derek said that. Oh, he's such a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but really, though, what I I agree with you, Jason, what is the objective to this game? Like, they haven't mentioned any kind of cash prize, right? There's no trip that's been mentioned yet. So is it purely to find love? And... Somebody help me out. I don't remember when I was a muscle-bound, good look, square-jawed, good-looking man in my 20s or whatever these guys are, early 30s. I, I, don't, I don't remember looking, that either. <laughs> I mean, it never happened, Jason. <laughs> but I never remember looking for love. I just don't remember that being a daily motivator is I'm going to wake up today and look for love. Okay. No, but Julie, do you look for love? Is that something that like is on your to-do list? Are you? In, I mean, I, I I know so little about you. Are you in love currently? I am engaged, so I am in love. Okay, so and were I'm, you looking for love prior to your engagement? No, I was actually um, I was actually looking to slut around before um, before I ended up with the guy that I'm engaged to. That's um, my point. That's exactly how I think things work, right? You slut right? around and then you fall into love. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, this, this, I was, I was thinking about this show. How, how is it different from any of these other couple shows? And why is the wild, how could they pitch the show and say, okay, we're going to do this couple setup thing, but we're going to, here's our twist. We're going to put them in the wild. Now, hasn't this been done? I mean, hasn't something been done? What makes it wild that they do an adventure to some snake island and the only time you see snakes are when they have layered snakes on top of the boxes that they were supposed to find? It's very clearly not the wild. It's very clearly a resort somewhere yes in costa rica is where they've they've got huts so you can live like gilligan's island or you can stay at the better hotel you know the cheap rooms or the not cheap rooms and they they have shots of snakes sitting around that have been imported in it's it's like it's basically like uh love in the wild animal park right (laughs) right love in the wild petting zoo So the but to get back to what Rob was saying, the the Sorry. what I was saying, yeah, thanks Julie. Thanks for leading us down this other path. But the 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 people this is what I said last week. The people at the end, there was five people who said I'm going to stay with this person. 
and they were all lined up and they they had good matches and what's his name one two three vamoose messy hair guy is he is does he have spray hair in is that why his hair i mean he's clearly like he has a receding hairline or something and that's why they they really fluff it up is that what's going on <laughs> they push all his hair forward they do. They do the push the hair forward and then probably spray it to the spray That hair. is a legitimate hair tool. Yeah. I think he's a legitimate hair tool. But it, it, <laughs> aside from coming in last in the challenges. Darren. His name is Darren. Okay, his great. His blog. The, uh, but like I say, if those, if those five couples get, come in last place in the adventure and then are sitting and don't go home and they've chosen each other, They've found love, even though they didn't win the game. Do they? Does Does NBC come in and, and put a a huge barrier between the two of them and say no? Even though you both live in San Francisco, you cannot love each other when this game is over because you did not win Love in the Wild. I think that's a fair contract. I mean, <laughs> I've signed lesser deals. If you can't love each other in the wild, how can you love each other in the civilization? Well, that's a great point because let's say that the show is supposed to, you know, you're, you undergo hardship and through your dealings with hardship, you um, find compatibility and, and all those other things that go into loving another person. And then you, you know, find a soulmate and you, you know, through these hardships, kind of like if you were to find love um, – you know, on, uh, I don't know. I can't even think of an example because the show's so stupid. But maybe what they need to do is give, like, for ne- next week's contest, one partner is injected with the malaria virus. Okay, and, I like this. Right? And so you, the, it, it, the, the challenge is for the other person to nurse that person back to health, you know, through their fevered sweats and their their night dreams and all that stuff. And I, that would be a more telling example of how care, you know, how somebody would care for another or what their compassion level is than having them walk a trail, pick up a heavy object that apparently just holds a bottle of cheap champagne and jump in a canoe and row. I mean, that to me doesn't say anything about, you know, suffering any sort of hardship together. No, I actually really like this idea. I want you to pitch to Endemol. Ed- Edemol? Yeah, Endemol. Etymology? Yes. Endemol. Close enough. I want you to pitch this show, which is like love and the disease-ridden continent or something, <laughs> which is, I love this idea where, okay, you don't know, but we've injected you with the toxins of a tsetse fly. And <laughs> if you survive the night, you, uh, you then you guys get to go on to the next level i mean that really takes it to a romeo and juliet level of love you know i mean i would watch that show i might even tivo that show <laughs> all right well uh, i like when they go to the different footage of like snakes from like a mutual of omaha episode you know to to reinforce the fact that there are snakes on snake island and it's a completely different grain of film and it's totally filtered differently and then they go to you know, the snakes they've placed carefully on top of the bins. I, do you think they, they were like, here they come, here they come, throw the snakes in the boxes? Yeah, I think so that's that exactly the what they didn't... were doing. I think there was somebody okay. hiding in the bush with a bag of snakes who went, oh, and threw them and then ran back and hid. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that image. All right, well, enough. 
I've had it. Uh, we'll tune in again next week. Thanks for joining us, Julie. Uh, Julie Mann, of Thanks course, can be seen me. on Blip TV's Self Storage Watch uh, Season 1. Season 2 is coming out. Julie, uh, you have a great body and a really pretty face, and this was a lot of fun. Wow, that was an amazing compliment. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Julie, for joining us on this show. Sure, take care. Bye. 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 All right. Well, I, I feel kind of badly for having Julie come on to talk about a show that uh, we don't really have anything to talk about. I know. I know. Well, we, we, we milked the sacred cow of reality television for all it's worth today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll, we can have her back. Hopefully we didn't scare her away and we can have her back to talk about something interesting. But she doesn't seem the type that frightens easily. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let's head on out of here. Let's move move away. Do you have anything uh, for the snark tank or anything that you want to have phrased out this week? Uh, snark, no. Phrased out, yes. All right. Here we like, are. Would you like to hear it? Phrased out has become my new kind of release. Of, of I'm letting the snark go, and in, 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 in the effort, I'm purging. Right. So I'm phrasing things out. Okay, great. What is it? it it's it, it's the word baby. Attaching baby to anything. Yeah, baby. Hey, or, baby. Okay. Vegas baby. Yeah, that's where I was gonna go. Vegas baby. The the uh, uh, any person who's it doesn't happen so much anymore. But if your picture is up on MySpace or even on uh -huh. Facebook, and it just says under it Vegas comma baby with multiple exclamation points. I, I, yeah. I, 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 that's just I don't, I don't I'm not into that. I do like being called no. baby though. I'll say that much. Oh, do you? Okay. Well, there you go. Baby as a term of endearment, we will keep in the popular vernacular. Baby yeah. as a ex expletive of excitement, we will strike from the record. All right. Very good. I have a phrased out phrase, uh, and I, I'm going to say that you're actually guilty of this, Rob. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Go phrase ahead. that I would like to have phrased out is the phrase, yeah, no. I, I don't need to hear, <laughs> yeah, no, anymore. And people say it all the time. Okay. Yeah, no. Do I say it? I say yeah. it a lot, huh? Well, I don't know if you say it a lot, but you say it, you, when you say it, I hear it because I hate it. So, <laughs> ah. <laughs> give it away. Fair so, enough. in the future, when you say it, I will. Uh, I'll play a noise or punch you in the shoulder or something. Please don't say <laughs> "yeah no" in front of me anymore. It's either "yeah" or it's "no." It's not "yeah no." Okay? Yeah no. Yeah no. Yeah that no. no okay. No, 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 no. okay. Duly noted. Duly noted. Very good. Uh, great. Thanks. Good phrased out segment. Do you have anything going on this weekend? Weekend. Yes. Uh, you know. <laughs> great yeah no <laughs> oh, please don't i'll be having a weekend and uh it'll take shape as it happens great and uh, you'll be going by foot or by bus or by cab yeah more than likely yeah how about you what do you got going on this weekend you, Enough you take about cabs me. often i don't think of you as a cab rider you often in the cab oh I, I ride cabs i rode cabs more in new york than i do in san francisco because san francisco is not a city designed well for cabs uh, it's very expensive to get anywhere in this town. Every cab ride seems like it costs a minimum of $15 to get anywhere you'd want to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, you, you, would, you certainly wouldn't take it down to the peninsula or across the bridge, right? No. No, that would, be, that would be so expensive. You know, to go, say, if I wanted to go visit my friend in New Oakland, that's like a $60 or $75 cab ride. Mm, yeah, and you could just BART it, right? 
Oh yeah. And, but I wouldn't want to do that either. <laughs> Basically you don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> Excellent, perfect. I'm uh, just, I'm just checking off days, Jace. I hear you. I'm, uh, I have a screening of the new Harry Potter movie that I'm going to tonight. The Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> yes, Harry Potter. Uh, I, the, it opens tonight at midnight. There's big midnight screenings, but I will be get to see it at 7:30 this evening in a little theater right down the street on Vine. It couldn't be more convenient for me, so I'll be awesome. going to do that. That'll in, be fun. Yeah, and oddly enough, this incredibly popular franchise, the last film uh, 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 opening the, the tomorrow, the day before it happens, you know uh, how many people uh, are clamoring to come with my extra ticket and come see this with me? Ooh, I'm guessing there's not a lot of demand. Nobody. I, I, I can't get anybody. I had one choice. I, I mean, I asked my daughter to come with me, and she couldn't come. Yeah. She's actually seeing it at midnight tonight with a bunch of her friends. So that sort of left the field wide open. I was like, well, I'll, I'll, I can go with anybody. And I asked a I'll couple of people who I know are fair Harry Potter fans, and they just aren't coming. And you know, So I'll be heading out there by myself tonight. Well, you enjoy it. Sometimes it's better to enjoy these things by yourself. Yeah, you know, unless there's, I think uh, I will add the caveat that I asked a couple people who I knew would enjoy it to come with me, and then I sort of pulled the mm -hmm. plug on that because if there was someone who was really excited to see the Harry Potter movie and was only sort of an acquaintance of mine, then I don't yeah. think I would have enjoyed myself uh, as much as I enjoy myself by myself. There you go. It's always good to enjoy yourself. I'm going to enjoy myself right after this podcast. Ah, yes, good. Uh, good. And You're that freshman! Then I'm going camping this weekend. I'll be out of town. I'm leaving town to go camping. Uh, That's cool, man. Good for you. Get in vacation. touch with nature. That's nature right. Nature versus nature. That's right. I will find my love in the wild. And you will find us here next week. I will be back in time for the show. So uh, thank you, Julie Mann, for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Thank you, Rob, for bearing with me. And uh, thank you, listeners. Did I already say that? Whatever. I got to go. I got an audition. Yes. Aviento! Next Bye, week! freshman. <laughs> Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear what the they said? Can you hear what the they said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.